welcome. This is Poetry Up Close, a podcast uh, by Ryan Aspison. That's me. Um, this is the introductory episode. We can call it episode one. We can call it introduction episode. We can call it all kinds of things, whatever we want. But basically, it's the first episode of a projected insert number here, how many we want to do, how many you want to listen to, uh, in which I take a poem, typically a short maybe short, medium-length poem, and discuss it. Break it down, look at it closely, uh, look at it, quote-unquote, up close. I'll be deriving my methods from the school of thought that has been typically called, traditionally called, the new criticism, which is essentially a way of thinking about a poem divorced from historical concerns, uh, gender, sexuality concerns, um, Freudian concerns, psychoanalysis concerns, uh, and other kinds of literary critical concerns. It's essentially looking primarily at the language, the structure, the form of the piece, thinking about specific keywords, repetitions, ironies, ambiguities. Um, and so what I see this podcast doing is essentially offering listeners a way to think uh, about a particular poem uh, in just an immediate reader-to-poem way without the benefit or the hindrance, if you look at it that way, of other texts, other ideas, other histories attached to it. So I won't be going into poet biographies, for example. I won't really be providing historical contexts. Um, I will be for about 15 minutes per episode, going into uh, the poem itself. So as if you flipped a page and there was the poem before you, what could you get from the poem after a reading or two or three that would be uh, more or less evident on the page, um, despite its history, despite all the other contexts it could be a part of? Just a, a little note, if, if this idea of looking at poetry through this particular lens interests you, it was more or less begun in the 20s by a Cambridge Don by the name of I.A. Richards, who wrote a book called Practical Criticism. And in the book, uh, well, rather, the book itself is a collection of, I don't want to say experiments, but... Uh, how about we just say investigations um, into what readers do with the poem, how they think through it uh, when it's just the reader and the poem. Eventually, this morphed into a couple of ways of thinking about poetry. One way was the new criticism, quote-unquote, as I said earlier. And another way would be reader-response criticism, which is another yet another lens through which you could look at poetry or, or any kind of literature, more or less. But I.A. Richards felt very strongly about this, and other, um, other English literary critics, like, for example, William Empson uh, and others, uh, began really working this idea and looking at the language of, of, of poetry specifically, and, for example, really working Shakespeare, um, who, you know, offers a reader a never-ending uh, banquet, you know, from which to uh, choose all kinds of, of, of interesting morsels. In time, that idea of this kind of very close reading, textual-based criticism gained a lot of traction in America. 
And by the 40s and 50s, uh, for people like um, John Crow Ransom and others, uh, it, it became something that was going to be, for at least the next 20 years, from the 40s to the 60s, the dominant way of thinking about literature, particularly poetry, in, um, in America, and certainly in Britain as well. Then what comes after that is a whole other story about, if you know anything about this, deconstructionism and all kinds of other sort of ideologies, Marxist criticism and, and feminist criticism and all kinds of other things. Uh, but for a time, for about 20 years, this, this was the dominant form of criticism. The last thing I'll say in this episode about this is that, oddly enough, if you have experience taking uh, an AP English literature exam, or you have a, a student, a, ch a child, uh, a son or daughter who does or has, um, you know something about this because even though it's explicitly not said, um, this kind of way of thinking through a poem and arguing about it purely on its own, uh, let's just say, merits its own language, its own presence on the page, is the way in which the College Board tests on this exam uh, AP Lit students. So even though the new criticism, close reading, quote-unquote, is by far no longer the dominant mode of investigating poetry, it still is very, very much present in the way uh, in which readers and scholars and critics um, get themselves through a literary text. Um, some of the best examples of critics who do that would be uh, someone, for example, I had the, the enormous great fortune to study with at Harvard for a time, Helen Vendler. She is regarded as just the the ultimate in this form of, of uh, poetry explication. And there are many, many others as well, people who have, have done incredible work thinking through components of language uh, and seeing how those components add up to something that's really quite remarkable. So what I'd like to do for the next episode, we can call it episode two, is to go through a particular poem, uh, and this will be the way we do it, go through a particular poem. If it's short enough, I'll read it. If it's maybe not short enough, um, I may not read it say to you, the listener, that I'd love for you to read it once or twice before listening to the, the breakdown of it, the poetry up-close-ness of it, and then um, you know, carry on with that kind of work. Uh, but I think I'm going to try to look for poems that can be easily, quickly read, uh, because I want to spend more time talking through it and showing you the delights, the profundities uh, of these particular poems, I'd rather do that than spend a lot of mic time reading a long poem. I'm not always sure that 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 listening to a poem is always the best way of, of dealing with a poem, even though, of course, poetry is certainly meant to be heard aloud, spoken aloud, and that's where its roots lie. Um, I think maybe for our purposes, you know, reading always beforehand is the thing to, uh, thing to do. So, Having, having spoken for about eight minutes, I think this is a, a perfect length uh, for an introduction of this kind, and it's a great place to stop. And I want to thank you if you listen through to this, and I hope you'll join me on uh, subsequent podcasts. 
poetry up close. This is what we uh, are going to do. Moving through poetry, a poem at a time, looking at it up close, reading it closely, having fun with it, and hopefully arriving at some wonderful truths and enjoying some wonderful techniques and delighting in some incredible language and rhythms and rhymes and sounds by the end of it all. So once again, I'm Ryan Asperson. This has been Poetry Up Close, a poetry podcast, and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you very much for joining me. Bye.